welcome back to the Shala Ayurveda podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. This podcast is your Ayurvedic companion. <laughs> I'm here to help guide you with Ayurvedic wisdom, tips, tools, recipes, remedies, lifestyle practices, everything you need to learn Ayurveda and live more Ayurvedically. I hope you find the episodes really useful and if there's something that you would like me to record an episode on or if you have a question or if you'd like to work together one-on-one, please send me a message, let me know. I'm here for you and I hope you enjoy the show. So before we get into some of the specifics around Ayurveda, including, you know, some of the different um, Ayurvedic treatments for different health challenges or ways that we can address cycles, seasons, all kinds of things, I first want to take a step back and talk about what is Ayurveda, because some of you may be really familiar with Ayurveda and have studied and practiced it for years. And and others of you, this might be your first introduction to Ayurveda. Um, Whichever the case, I still think that this episode is really useful. I know for me, even though I've been studying and practicing Ayurveda for years, I still, every time I read a new book on Ayurveda or hear someone talk about Ayurveda, no matter how simple or advanced I still it still unpacks something for me and I always still gain a new insight because Ayurveda is a living science and we are living beings and it's one of those things that the more we experience the more we see it come to life and the more things start to open up in new ways and so the same knowledge or the same thing that we heard one year ago two year ago two years ago ten years ago can actually mean something totally different now and have such a deeper impact now because of some of the experiences we've been through. So all that to say, whether you're new to Ayurveda or experienced, I hope this um, episode is still of value to you. So Ayurveda, what is it? Um, Ayurveda really gifts us with the tools to create harmony. It's really about balance. It's about harmony between our mind our body, our soul, and the environment around us. As you know, Ayurveda is a a system and a science of health and healing, but it's really about balance and harmony. And it's through this harmony and balance that we create health and vitality. So Ayurveda is really the science and art of living a more healthy and a more wholesome life. It evolved alongside yoga thousands of years ago, And it comes from the Sanskrit words Ayur, meaning life, and Veda, meaning knowledge. So it really translates into the knowledge of life. And its key goal is to really help us find health and balance in our body, mind, and soul so that we can live our best life. So it's a natural medical system based on thousands of years of science and experience and wisdom. And it shows us that every illness and every disease is based on an imbalance. The root cause of every disease is comes from an imbalance and it prescribes an individualized and unique treatment plan to every individual. So it, it acknowledges that no two individuals are alike and it tailors its wisdom to incorporate different food, herbal medicine, specific body treatments and overall life 
lifestyle factors to help each individual regain balance, solve their health challenges and achieve optimum health. So really, um, at the core of it, the goals of Ayurvedic treatment are to identify imbalances, eliminate toxins and impurities from our body and our system, um, reduce or hopefully eliminate symptoms and increase the resistance to disease, reduce stress, reduce worry and increase the health and harmony in our life. And it's a natural approach. It's a holistic approach, yet its outcomes are so powerful and profound Um, that's, I mean, I talk about this often that one of the things that I love so much about Ayurveda is that beautiful balance. It seems to be able to hold between gentle and powerful, soft and impactful. It's so, um, it holds you. It's non-dogmatic. It's not there standing in front of you, telling you what to do. It's there beside you, guiding you. So I kind of think that discovering Ayurveda is somewhat like, learning a new language. So it happens gradually, it happens over time and it happens with consistent practice. And so the best way to become fluent in any language, including Ayurveda, is to fully immerse ourselves in it. It's a language that will speak to your soul. It will bring you back home. It really will. And once you start learning Ayurveda and putting it into practice, it will unlock the door to a new perception of life and an unprecedented level of health, well-being and vitality. I really believe that. So I have broken Ayurveda down into 12 principles that I kind of think build um, the foundation of Ayurveda. And I'm going to run through each of those um, at a high level. I might go a little bit deeper into some, um, but I feel like once you understand these 12 principles, you really understand the the basic foundations and pillars of Ayurveda. Um, Obviously, some of them are going to be new, some of them are going to be familiar, um, but I think the more that you listen and the more you learn Ayurveda, the more sense they will make. But I want to also really stress that learning Ayurveda, it's like learning anything. It's like learning to swim right? You can read about it. You can listen to me talk about it. You can read books about it. But until you start practicing it in your life, in your day-to-day life, you're not going to really fully appreciate it or really fully appreciate the, the impact and the, the transformation that it brings. So kind of like learning to swim, you can read all the books in the world about learning to swim, but until you get into the water, Reading a book isn't going to even, it doesn't matter how many books you read. If you jump in the water, you're still not going to immediately learn how to swim. You've got to practice it. You've got to bring it into your life. So I really encourage you to start small. You don't have to take on everything at once. Choose one thing and start practicing that. So let's talk a little bit about these 12 principles that I've put together um, about Ayurveda. So the first one is um, Ritucharya or nature and the seasons, living in accordance with nature and the seasons. So um, Ayurveda sees us as individuals as a microcosm of the universe and the universe operates in rhythms. Think about summer, spring, autumn, winter, the cycle of the moon, the cycle of the oceans, the sun. The same is true of our bodies. And the more closely we can align our bodies with the rhythms of nature, 
the more healthy and the more wholesome we will feel. And when we go against these rhythms of nature, we start to feel the ill effects of being out of sync. And this creates imbalances in our mind, in our body, and this really negatively affects our health. So Ayurveda reminds us that we are one and that being in sync and flowing with nature and the seasons is one of the most powerful channels to find peace, flow, beauty, and of course, radiant health. So I've spoken a little bit about this idea of balance. So I would say that, and this is number two, by the way, I would say that if there was one word to represent health in Ayurveda, it would be balance. When the energies in our body are balanced and our mind, body, and spirit are aligned, we are at ease. And ease is the opposite of disease. <laughs> and ease is what keeps us steady. So there's no quick fix solution for balance and it happens in the small choices that we make every day, the food that we eat, the activities that we do, the healthy habits and the rituals that we practice. Um, and, and as a side note, those habits and rituals in, in Ayurveda known as Dinacharya and it is this Dinacharya and these daily routines as well as, as our, our lifestyle and our food choices that can help keep us in balance or out of balance. And the beautiful thing about balance is it doesn't prohibit us from anything. As I said, Ayurveda is gentle. It doesn't restrict you from anything. It just guides us towards that space, which is before too, which is beyond too little and before too much. And this is where we can find stability and flow. So number three is the five elements. These are these elements are the foundations of everything in Ayurveda, and they are space air, fire, water, and earth. And they're really the building blocks of life. Everything that is living is made up of one or a combination of these things, including us. And these five elements actually lead to what everyone knows the most about Ayurveda, which is the doshas, vata, pitta, and kapha. And these five elements are in our environment, they're in our food, they're in nature, and of course, they're in our bodies. And achieving balance between these five elements, which is kind of akin to achieving balance in the doshas um, is the key to optimum health. And so too much or too little of any of these elements leads to illness. And therefore understanding these elements and where they exist, both inside you and outside of you, can help you identify what you have and what you're lacking and make the food and lifestyle adjustments that will keep you strong, healthy, and at your best. And um, as I said, these five elements are what make up the doshas. Um, so we have space and air, which are vata, we have fire and water, which are pitta, and we have earth and water, which are kapha. And so when we understand our predominant dosha, um, which I think is its own episode in itself, but when we understand our predominant dosha and our doshic imbalance, so say I am imbalanced in vata, like many of us are right now in this fast-paced world. So if I am imbalanced in vata, that means I have too much space and too much air. So what do I need? I need fire, water, and earth. And this fire, water, and earth might come in the form of the food that I eat, eating more grounding, you know, earthy foods, sweet potato, rice. It might come in the form fire heat. Um, it might come in the form of the things that I do, keeping myself warm, being in warmer weather, avoiding wind and cold. Um, I'll be younger, self-massage with sesame oil, um, 
and then water that might come again in the in the exercise that we do we might want to um, things that take up swimming we might want to um, include more water in our diets not just in drinking it but in the food that we eat more moist more moist type of food so once you understand these elements it becomes quite a simple I guess equation of understanding where there's too much and balancing it with the other elements. Um, so then we have the 20 gunas. Now the gunas are kind of like qualities, which Ayurveda pairs into 10, um, Ayurveda categorizes into 10 pairs. And so that's kind of hot, cold, rough, smooth. And once you understand these qualities, Again, similar to the five elements, you can understand how when you're too much in one quality, you need to introduce the other one to get back into balance. So Ayurveda says like attracts like and opposite creates balance. So when we find ourselves with too much internal heat, we need to introduce foods like coriander and coconut um, to bring in some of that coolness into our body and so a lot of these principles that I'm talking about are very interconnected and so I hope this isn't overwhelming because I know that it's a really deep and fast system I just wanted to kind of introduce you to some of the key principles to start to begin that foundation of understanding um, so then we have the five senses now in Ayurveda health is not just determined by what goes into our mouth it's shaped by what we hear, what we see, what we smell, what we touch. And so taking care of our five senses and being really intentional about what we allow, allow ourselves to consume through those five senses is a really vital part of our health and well-being. So in Ayurveda, there are many practices to help cleanse the five senses and to help um, cleanse them and nourish them things like abhyanga which is self-massage nasya which is um like drops that you put in your nose and there are many more and the choices that we make regarding how we how you know even basic things what kind of music we listen to what we're exposing our eyes to these things that we consume through our senses are going to determine the quality of our thoughts our emotions and our overall health. So the senses are really, really important um, when it comes to Ayurveda. Okay, Agni and Ama. Agni is fire in Sanskrit. It's our digestive, it's our digestive fire. It lives in our gut and it processes not just our food, but also our emotions. It, it digests life, really. Ama is toxins and almonds are, to Ama <laughs> are toxins. And so when we accumulate toxins in our body, they block our channels and they block our agni, our digestive power. And really the strength of our agni is the strength of our life. So Ayurveda says that we're not what we eat, we're what we digest. And someone could eat the most nutrient-dense food in the world, but if their agni, their digestive system, is weak, then they still won't be able to extract any of the goodness. On the contrary, someone can actually eat food that is not that nutritious, but if they have really strong agni, their body will take every ounce of nutrition. And so that 
hypothetically non-nutrition non not as nutritious food for someone with high agni could still give them more benefit than the nutritious food for someone with low agni so if you have strong agni and little armor toxins then you're in a really really good position for health if you have a high armor, a lot of toxins and weak agni, you're in a really, really vulnerable position for disease. So one of the first protocols in Ayurveda is to really cleanse our armor. And that's done through a lot of things. Again, lifestyle factors, body treatments, herbs, and to strengthen our agni also through lifestyle factors, small habits, um, body treatments and herbs. And then in order to reap the really most powerful benefits of the beautiful food, once we do this, we will be in a much better position to do that and a much better position for health. So as I said, once our toxins are cleared and our digestion is strong, our bodies can trans transform even poison into nectar. So Agni and Ama are two really, really important aspects in Ayurveda. Individualization. Um, this is another, I mean, I feel like everything I say about Ayurveda, I'm like, oh, I love this part of Ayurveda the most. And um, <laughs> it's like all of it. But this is really something I really love about Ayurveda. And it's like, if you ask an Ayurvedic practitioner if a food is good for you or what exercise you should be doing or what lifestyle practices you should start, you will most likely hear the same two words. And that is, it depends. There is no, unlike some of our kind of Western nutrition fads and diets where it's like, you've got to eat more of this, yet yeah, everyone like drink apple cider vinegar or whatever it might be, which by the way is really, really detrimental for a lot of body types. But anyway, that aside, Ayurveda doesn't say anything is good or bad. It depends. It depends on you your constitution, your body type, your lifestyle, your environment. How could I know whether this is going to interact well or not with you if I don't understand those things? So Ayurveda really sees each person as an individual and then it uses a really deep range of diagnostic tools that go way beyond current symptoms, um, things like tongue analysis, pulse analysis, physical observation, health history, even voice and speech indicators. Um, and it uses these tools to really understand the person and develop a really tailored and individual, individualized treatment plan based on that. Okay, food as medicine. Ayurveda sees food as the greatest gift and the greatest healer to our mind and our body. So, and this isn't, again, this isn't just what we eat. It's how we eat, how we choose our food, how we prepare our food, whether we're eating in accordance with the seasons, whether we're eating in accordance with our body type and the environment. It's a really holistic approach. And once you learn the language of Ayurveda, choosing the food that is most appropriate for the season in your body will really be the key to maintaining balance and well-being. It's really, it's everything. What's that? There's a proverb in Ayurveda, which is, um, if diet is wrong, medicine is of no use. If diet is right, medicine is of no need. So really 
food is the, the the way that we eat and the things that we eat and the principles around eating such as um, what time we eat our meals how long we leave between meals how much water we're drinking all those things which I'm sure I will get to in another podcast are really the difference between health and disease so really important okay the three energetic forces So in Ayurveda, there are three energetic forces known as sattva, rajas, and tamas. And these three energies, like the five elements, circle through life. So rajas is kinetic energy and it represents birth. Sattva is potential energy and and it represents maintenance. And tamas is inertia and represents destruction. And so they're all important and we can't avoid or deny any of them though when we focus on a diet coming back to food that is more predominant in sattva and doesn't overdo rajas or tamas then we can really help optimize our health and the same with activities so when we start to feel a little bit like lethargic and sluggish and you know that is signaling to us that we have too much tamas in our system and we need to increase our rajas and sattva So I don't want to get too technical here, but there are three terms that come up. And so I just want to um, put them out there. (laughs) Um, Interconnectedness. This is another really beautiful aspect of Ayurveda. And it really is, I guess, comes back to that idea of how holistic Ayurveda is. So Ayurveda sees health as a balance within and alignment between mind, body and spirit. So unlike some other, I guess, systems of medicine where it's like we just treat the mind, like in psychology, or just treat the body in some um, medical systems, it's like, no, how can you, they're so interconnected, you can't look at one without looking at the others. And so being ill in one area will, of course, affect the other areas. And just like improving health in one area, of course, will improve the other areas as well. So Ayurveda really shows us and acknowledges that the body reflects the mind and the mind reflects the body and it sees even unresolved emotion as a major driver of toxins and disease so most ayurvedic treatment plans and practices work on all three layers the mind the body and the spirit and the goal is to really identify disharmony early and and help rebalance early and and help rebalance before disease becomes before it even emerges, ideally, but definitely before it becomes big. And so um, to consistently maintain health and vitality, we really need to address all three areas. And this kind of one of the other principles that um, is important, but I won't go deep into is the datus and the shrotas. And they're just the different layers of tissues in our body and the different channels. And again, this is where like imbalance can arise and it's it's definitely something that you don't need to know a lot about right now. If you had a serious disease and wanted to work with an Ayurvedic practitioner, it's something that would come up and be important more for the practitioner in addressing the treatment plan. Um, but basically just to at a high level, those datus are the, the tissues that make up our body, the plasma, the blood, the muscle, the fat, the bone, the reproductive, And then the shrotas are the channels that carry the food and the nutrients to all those deeper layers of the body. So when we use food, herbs, lifestyle and body treatment, we are able to nourish not just the surface, but the 
deepest tissues of our body and unblock any of those channels that it might be prohibiting nutrients from reaching where they need to go. And so um, it's a really important part in um, rebalancing uh, health. All right, finally, <laughs> I couldn't not talk about the three doshas. I've spoken a little bit about them. Um, I think this the doshas warrant their own episode because I really do feel that they're a bit misunderstood um, in kind of wide spread like the people that un, the people people that know a little bit about Ayurveda are like I'm Vata I'm Pitta and yeah there's an element of that but it's so much deeper than that and we actually have the dosha that we were born with our prakriti and the dosha that is currently imbalanced which is our vrakriti and it's not just about understanding one or the other you really need to understand the the difference between them now because that is what will tell you what needs addressing and resolving and so obviously each individual has a really unique combination of these doshas and keeping them in balance is what creates and sustains our well-being. And when they become out of balance based on seasons, lifestyle, food choices, stress levels, the most simple and powerful key to health is being able to identify that and make the necessary adjustments. And when we can do that and when we can understand the doshas that are within us and around us and rebalance them. That is a life-changing skill that will really change your world and change your health forever. So I'm going to do a whole episode on the doshas because I think that the doshas is a really fundamental and important aspect that a lot of people want to learn more about. And as I said, I feel is a bit misunderstood. So watch out for that because that if you want to learn more about the doshas, that will deep dive much deeper um, into it and hopefully give you um, yeah more of an understanding of how the doshas are affecting you and how you can um, understand your own dosha and understand the lifestyle habits and food to keep that dosha in balance but I know that was a lot to consume so I'm gonna stop there for today they are some of the basic principles of Ayurveda I hope they give you a really in a really um, high level foundational introduction to some of the important aspects of Ayurveda. And next, I'm going to talk about the six pillars of health or what I've put together as the six pillars of health. Um, And that will go a little bit deeper into some of these concepts. So thank you for listening and I will see you soon. Thank you so much for being here and I hope that you loved this episode. If you have something that you would love me to address in one of my episodes, whether that be a health challenge or a health goal or just a question about one of the aspects of Ayurveda, I would really love to. Um, So please send your questions and um, topic suggestions to my email, which is katie at shalaayurveda.com.au. Thank you so much again for being here and I hope that Ayurveda is beginning to show up in your life in the most beautiful of ways.